Hello and welcome to a new episode of Standing on North Bank. This is a Swansea City podcast from Wales Online. My name is Matt Davis and with me I've got Andrew Gwillem uh, as always. Um, obviously we'll start with the Leeds performance mate. Um, very pleasing and it was so pleasing because perhaps it was quite unexpected in a way. Um, yeah I think so. I think after the Birmingham performance the preceding Friday night I think there were probably a, probably a little sense of apprehension maybe about facing Leeds. You know, Obviously they've been so impressive under Marcello Bielsa with 100% record coming in and you know having you know pretty emphatically tonked Stoke and Derby two of the more fancied sides along the way but you know Swansea went toe to toe with them and I thought it was an excellent performance and in some ways probably didn't quite get its just reward you know it probably merited the three points really but just a couple of couple of mistakes and you get punished which you know happens at uh, happens at any level but you know the the intent was there I thought the pressing was greatly improved from what we saw at St Andrews and just that sort of incisiveness that speed and tempo in Swansea's attacking play was there and you know they caused you know they caused Leeds plenty of problems and you know just just really encouraging um and you know to hark back to Graham Potter's words when he was unveiled about restoring a bit of pride you know I've got no doubt that any Swansea supporter who watched that game would have been proud and as well as thoroughly entertained by what they watched because I think that's one of you know I can say personally that was one of the most entertaining mm. games I've watched in quite some time and it, it was excellent you know four goals and there could have been plenty more and even in that final 10 minutes you know no one was settling for a point were they you know there were still chances at both ends so um, you know a, a great game really enjoyable game of football You say there was a bit of apprehension I, mean, I, I certainly certainly had had it sort of as I was walking up to the ground, but I think that almost added to the atmosphere. I, I think it was one of the best atmospheres that's been at a game. It rivaled any Premier League game, definitely. And I think it was a well, Leeds fans obviously played their played their part as well. Yeah. But I thought it was probably the best atmosphere for, for, for years, almost. Yeah, I think it it adds a bit of edge, doesn't it? I think if you, if you play, you know, you're playing a good side. Yeah, and you know you've you know your team has got to play well to put themselves in with a chance. I think that does probably add a little bit of. A bit of an edge to the atmosphere, but I I came away from that ground sort of thinking, well, you know, everyone loves to be in the Premier League, and you know, the the Premier League is a great product. There's no doubt about it. But you know, football can be pretty enjoyable outside of the Premier League. You know, you haven't got to be in the top flight to mm. to be enjoying your football, and that was that was a proper football occasion, wasn't it? That was a pro, you know two two clubs with a rich history, um, two great supporter bases. It was the away end packed out. And you know, the attendance was, you know, it was over twenty thousand eight hundred. Yeah. So the ground is up at capacity. You know that 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 would be more than we saw for some Premier League fixtures over mm. the last seven years. So yeah, that, and that added to. I think that fed into what a good game it was as well. I think you had a, you had a good atmosphere on top of a a really good game, and you you, you know you've got a you've got an evening to remember under the lights, haven't you? So really really enjoyable. Who, who needs the Premier League? Well, exactly. Anyway? And I think there's a lot there's a lot to be said for. Watching your team play well, mm. and obviously they didn't win, but they had obviously a very good chance of winning. Um, I think everybody, most fans, would subscribe to that view that you'd rather see your team play play well and and be more than competitive, which 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 they were against one of the, the most fancied teams probably in the in the division. Um, let's pick out a couple of performances. Then I'll, I'll, I'll mention. Um, Chilina first. I thought I thought he was excellent, absolutely yeah. excellent. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously we'll we'll pick a couple out here, but I think it's worth saying that 
everyone played their part in that performance. You know, yeah. I, I thought, um, you know, I know obviously Martin Olsen and Mike Van der Horn were the unfortunate guys who made mistakes in the build up to the Leeds goals, but I thought overall everyone played their part in that performance. You know, like Van der Horn, for example, the second goal doesn't happen without him. You know, the way he strode out of defence with the ball, which is something we've not been used to, no. and then he and then sort of stayed up there, you know, during the second phase of it. So. Um, Do you think that's something that Potter's encouraging? Because I thought Roden sort of yeah. stepped out of defence well, more than one occasion and, and Van der Horn did it as well. Do you think that's something that's been asked of them? Well, quite possibly. I, th- I think they've certainly been told to feel comfortable to express themselves and don't feel like you have to play inside a shell, if you like. Mm. Um, and, you know, if the space is there for you to bring the ball out then no one's coming to close you down as was the case on the occasions those two brought the ball out, then why wouldn't you? Mm. Um, because you're creating an extra body, you're com- you then commit people further up the field. Um, so yeah, that was really good, but uh, we're going off on a tangent here. We yeah, go back yeah. to the original, <laughs> the original thing about Salida. Yeah, really, really good. Um, just adds into the, I think, the really good first impressions he's made where you can just see he exudes so much class and confidence on the ball he brings others into play. He knits yeah. play together. Um, you know, I, I, I did an interview with him recently where he he spoke about his admiration for David Silva from his time at Man City. And, I, and I'm not saying he's in that bracket yet, but you can see similarities in how he tries to knit play together with what Silva does so brilliantly for Man City. Uh, the only pity was he didn't cap it with a goal. You know, that late chance at the end, you probably feel he should have done a bit better with the with that. But he. He's capable of making things happen. He's intelligent. You know, you only look at that layoff from McBurney's first goal. How many players there would have had the blinkers on and yeah. thought, I'm going to take this guy in and have a shot? You know, the the awareness of McBurney charging from behind him to just lay the ball and do his path to set it up. You know, he's um, he's been one of the he's been one of the standout performers over the opening weeks of the season. And even in that Birmingham game, okay, he made mistakes, but there were other moments where he did some very good things too. And he had that opportunity where we tried to chip the keeper from about yeah. 20 yards as well, which would have been, well, mm. would have been fantastic. Goal of the season contender. Yeah, he, everything about him is so so positive. He's got he's got good feet. As I said, the, the, the sky's pass for McBurney's opener was yeah. um, was lovely. Um, let's have a word for Leroy then. Yeah. He was... Um, Fantastic. Seventy odd minutes was it? Yeah, just shy of seventy-three minutes in the end. But which you know is that's an astonishing effort in, in a game of that relentless in, tempo yeah, and, yeah. and intensity. I mean, the fact he got through seventy-three minutes was uh, was a great effort, really. I mean, um, you know, he did say after the game that after ten minutes he looked up at the clock and thought, "I'm not sure how much more of this I could take if yeah. it's going to go on like this." So uh, yeah, really good to see him back. He added. A real presence, a bit of muscle, and, and some directness in that midfield as well. He's quite happy to drive forward with the, with the ball when there's space to do so. And I thought his authority, if you like, actually brought out more from Jay Fulton. I think he was more assured yeah. playing alongside someone with that sort of presence. So, you know, we're we, we going to have to expect that, you know, Leroy Fur is going to still be managed a little bit. I, I wouldn't think he'd play. 73 minutes on Saturday against Bristol City just be, you know just because you don't want to do too much too soon and risk risking picking up a little niggle here and there but that served a bit of notice I think that he can be he can be a very influential figure and you know 
he led the side very well the other first time he's, he's uh, pulled on the armband as club captain from the start of a game so he was really good in a welcome return and it's quite heartening to hear a professional athlete saying that they're blowing out of there <laughs> you, know, you know what after 10, minute, 10 minutes as well um, yeah. another guy obviously played well McBurney mm. superb ran his socks I say soft, socks off he, they're usually down anyway um, he was absolutely excellent um, took his goals well I mean the sec- the, the yeah. header yeah. I think it's perhaps been underappreciated really you're going away from goal he's leaning backwards to get that power and direction you know oh, what great, stri- great strikers finish yeah I think anyone who appreciates centre forward play would would have really enjoyed that goal um, you know, almost a bit of a throwback, isn't it? You know, you, to see a striker, you know, do such a powerful, well-placed header. Um, you know, it was a really good cross by Martin also. But as you say, it, it was still sort of just taking him away from goal. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was an outstanding finish. And he, you know, he along with a number of others, having been disappointing at St Andrews and frustrated at St Andrews, yeah, came out and and, and give a response. You know, they really stepped up a level. You know, I thought his hold-up play was very good dropped deep, you know, he brought the wide men into play when he did that, linked very well with Connor Roberts, who I thought was outstanding on the on the right wing in a position we've not really seen him in. So yeah, I mean and you know, what's that? That's a dozen goals in the calendar year in the championship mm-hmm. for Ollie. I think it's only Mitrovic um who can match that over the second half of last season. And you've got to remember Mitrovic is playing in a side who were, you know, challenging at the top of the table there, so probably had more opportunities than all he had when he was at Barnsley, for example. So, you know, we said it at the start of the season, this is an opportunity he's waited a long time for, and he is really making the most of it at the moment. And, you know, he'd be thinking himself, he probably should have four goals because of the penalty against Preston yeah. that, uh, that he missed. So, yeah, you know, really, really good to see him performing. He, you know, he, I think he could do with, he could do with a bit of help in terms of there being another option so that, you know, he can have 20 minutes here, mm. 25 minutes there when he comes off, maybe. I mean, he wouldn't want to do the other night, obviously, with the uh, being on a hat-trick. But just to, just to try and give him the opportunity to keep that freshness now as, you know, the fixtures start to mount up. We're starting to get into that familiar championship. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday routine. It's a bit cliche to say, but he didn't leave anything out on the pitch. And I think that could be said for... Quite a lot of them. Yeah. Going back to your point earlier, I don't think there was a, a particularly bad performance among any of them. Um, they all, I mean, if you looked at your looked at your ratings, they were all um, decent decent numbers. Um, I thought that uh, uh, Mulder had another good game yeah, as well. Did, yeah. yeah, I think there's there was loads of positives to take from that game. Not so many positives to take from the Birmingham game. Is it fair to yeah, say? Yeah, or well, the positives to take, the point, They took a point away from a fairly, well, what's the word to use? Um, was it was it dire? Not Nathan Dyer. Poor. Was it, nice? it was poor. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you can hide from that. And to be fair, I don't think Graham Potter did either. No, he, he, he came honest. out. Yeah, he did. He did come out and say that um, they got away with one, perhaps. Um, and I think, to be fair, they, they did a, a better team than Birmingham. Say. Leeds United yeah. would have put them away but it just goes to show that um, they can dig in when they need to which they really did yeah, at St Andrews and they can be expansive in the way they were on Tuesday night so I think Graham Potter will be very happy with with two points he would obviously 
be targeting six, but I think two points and seeing the manner in which those points were secured mm. would have been very pleasing for him. Yeah, I think I think there's a wider context to this as well where we have to remember, as well as ones you've started this season, you know, eight points in four games, more than more than reasonable haul. But we do have to put this into context and, and understand that there is a for want of a better word, rebuilding and a restructuring going on. This yeah. is a new team. This is this is almost an entirely new team. So you are going to have nights like Birmingham where you won't quite be at it, and you might get out muscled a bit, and you you know you might find it a struggle. On the other hand, then you will have nights like you have against Leeds where you play particularly well. It's going to be about everyone settling down and finding that consistency. And I think we will have highs and lows, peaks and troughs a little bit just over these opening months as things bed in and everyone gets used to what what's required of them. Um, but yeah, you know, look, first half, Swansea could have had no complaints had they been three or four nil down no. at half time. No complaints at all. Um, you know, they made a lot of very simple errors in possession under pressure and you know when you've got a side that's pressing you you don't want to give them more enthusiasm to keep doing it and the more errors Swansea made the more Birmingham pressed them because they just felt that another mistake was going to come you know I thought you know I'm, I'm not singling these two out but I thought Fulton and Carroll on the night got badly overrun and, and badly outmatched physically you know yeah. to the point that I, I, I think after that first half you got the sense they were maybe waiting for where the next nudge yeah. or the next kick or the next barge was coming from, not not thinking about maybe holding on to the ball or what they had to do next. Um, and, I, you know, look, Tom Carroll probably paid for that, really, because, you know, I think the fact that Leroy Fur felt that the need was felt that he had to come back in yeah. on Tuesday. You know, if I were Tom Carroll, I'd probably be a little bit worried about that, really, because... I. The fact that I'm not saying he was a scapegoat by any means, but you know he was he was one of those who lost their places. So um, you know, and the way Fur played, once he's fit, I mean, he's going to be you know you think he'd be an automatic starter yeah. really. Um, but yeah, you know, second half they sort of managed to just sort of stop the rot a little bit. Uh, you know, didn't really pose too much of a threat themselves, but held out. And you know, I think. <laughs> you know, a point for that, as you say, you know, they, they they got away with one, and it just keeps them ticking over. You know, if you can, you'll have bad days. Yeah. But if you can come away from the bad days and pick up a point, well, you're not going to be complaining too much. Um, Monk's approach quite pragmatic. And you think as well, Swansea got to be get used to this because they're going to come. Up, yeah. They're going to have games like this where they're not going to play well, and they are going to be, um, face well facing a. A hard battle, a yeah, physical yeah. game, uh, a roughed-up approach, perhaps in in certain games, and they're just going to have to adapt, aren't they? Really? Well, they they will and, because and, and, they, and they did. To be fair, they did. They did. They, they did adapt. They will because that performance by Birmingham on Friday night will have flashed up like a neon sign to other sides in the championship as to if you want to get about Swansea and make their life difficult, look at what we did here. Um, so you will have to adapt, otherwise. Yeah. Sides will keep if if that keeps happening. Sides will keep doing it to you. You know you'll have to find a solution. Um, as you say, I think they they sort of managed to find a bit of a stopgap way around things in the second half on on Friday night. Um, you know, in terms of Birmingham's tactics, I, I I did see a few Swans fans say, well, there's a sign that 
Monk was the wrong man to be manager of the Swansea because of the football that Birmingham were playing. But I think I think with any any manager at any club or most clubs, mm. you've you've got to try and find something that works with what your the tools at your disposal. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, you know, I don't think that Birmingham side can play like a Swansea or a Barcelona or anyone like that. You know, that they're, they're more workmanlike in the middle of the park. But what he know what he knows he's got are two very effective wide players in Jota and Magoma who were you know, they were a real problem on yeah, Friday right, night. Yeah. And in fairness, Connor Roberts have particularly really got to grips with Magoma and uh, you know, Kimaru gave him a bit, quite a lot of credit, I thought. And then he's got, you know, he's got a physical presence up top with Bogle and um, and Yurkovic. So, it, you know, it's it's just, it's horses for courses, isn't it? You know, they've they've been under a transfer embargo, so it's been difficult for him to to make the changes maybe he would like to. So, um, you know, and at the end of the day, on another night, they'd have they'd have probably given Swansea a bit of a going over uh, in terms of the scoreline as well, in terms of the flow of the game. So. Um, so yeah, um, you know it's, that's that's the that's your that's your lottery really, when you can't make too many changes to your squad. You do wonder why Monk didn't use Roberts at, at Middlesbrough. Yeah, when yeah. Roberts, you know, came came back in in January and he's thrown in and and did and did very well. And he's been he's probably been, been one of the the best players for for Swansea so far this so early yeah. season. You know, obviously McBurney's doing doing well as well. But I think. I do like watching him play, and he's he has got a bit of as I wrote in a piece this morning. He has got a bit of bit of niggle about him as well. Yeah, and he's got that yeah, that he has, an edge. He has, yeah, and he's got that passion. Uh, which not saying that Swansea have, have missed that, but um, well, no, I will say that they have missed that that edge. They, yeah. they certainly did at the the back end of last season, um, which is great great to see um, him him doing so well. Um, let's I mean, have a they should bot, they should they should. Bottle up whatever he's he's on because yeah. uh, you know his energy levels are, are remarkable. You know the the other night just up and down, up and down, coming back to help Kyle Norton the next second, springing forward. You know his he, his energy and his ability to keep going is uh, is quite remarkable, really. You know, so uh, whatever he's having for breakfast, we'll have a bit of yeah. <laughs> we'll a bit of that. Um, let's touch on amazingly the loan window still still open. We're still talking about. Transfers right. more amazing that no one's come in yet. I'd say more yeah. than the fact the window's open. One, yeah. one, well, one guy then could, that could be coming yeah. in is Cameron Carter Vic, yeah. Vickers from from Tottenham. Um, what's what? What have you heard? What's the latest? Yeah, that looks like something that will happen. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen in time for the weekend game against Bristol City, but it looks as though Swansea are in pole position there, and that's one that's going to going to get over the line. So I mean, that, that's a welcome start, really. Um, you know, clearly, like Joe Roden's done superbly well since coming into the side following the deadline day departures of uh, Fernandez and Amat. Um, but you know, you need another option. The bench the other night had no specialist defensive cover on it, nor did it have a specialist backup striker on it. You know, yeah. it was it was, it was a goalkeeper, midfielders, and wingers. Um, so he will provide another option. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he does. He knows the championship. He played for Sheffield United and Ipswich. Yeah. Um, and you know his his Tottenham contract's got another few years left to run on it. So you know, he's obviously still well thought of there. Um, I mean, the last time uh, I think I'm right to say the last time Swansea took a centre half on loan from 
Tottenham it was Stephen Colker yeah. he, he worked out pretty he well did right, didn't he, over he? that season so um, yeah hopefully he can come in and you know he can provide some strong competition and a good alternative for, yeah. for Graham Potter but, but hopefully there's more to come you know we want you know it's good to see him on the way in yeah. but there need to be others coming behind him before next Friday He's same age as Roden, isn't he? But he's got yes. that year. He's got that year in the championship under his, under his yes. belt, isn't he? Because he's he spent two spells um, with Sheffield yeah, United yeah, and Ipswich. So, uh, like I said, they just needed a body there, don't they? And and, and ideally, they probably need another one um, to have four centre backs. I think that would be ideal. But beggars can't be choosers, I suppose. Um, let's let's have a look at the perhaps the team for for Bristol this weekend. Yep. Um, I don't know. I mean, is that does he stay in the same way that he used the team against Leeds, where where Carl Norton was involved, or does he go back to a, a flat back four? Well, in terms of rewarding people for playing well, yeah, you'd be inclined to say if you send the same side out on Saturday, yeah, it'd be you know it'd be pretty it'd be pretty harsh from a performance point of view. To leave anyone out. Yeah. Uh, what's probably the bigger issue is is fitness-wise. I mean, obviously, it's it's the third game in in eight days for them. Um, you know, Leroy, Leroy played seventy-three minutes the other night. Can he can he back up and play another yeah. hour so soon? You know, a very very serious injury that he's come back from. So I think it'll be more about fitness and recovery from Tuesday. Yeah. Really, because. You've got to factor that in. There's a cup game next Tuesday, and okay, there'll be, you know, there'll be changes for that. But the games are starting to come thick and fast, and you know, he, you know, Graham Potter hasn't got a, a load of room for manoeuvre in terms of rotation, so it's a difficult one for him. So, uh, like I say, in terms of performance, you would go same again. Although yeah. I, I do wonder if Declan John might come onto the bench, uh, just to have a, a specialist bit of cover there uh, at full back. Um, it and it'll just depend then on how those players back up, if you like, after after Tuesday. But you know, hopefully, another good good home performance for what is a dar- what is effectively a derby, or is a derby yeah. after all. Well, unbeaten after four games, I think everybody would have taken eight from mm. from twelve, um, and you know, plenty plenty of positives. And we've seen the full spectrum of of what the football is going to be like under under Potter, whether it be. You know, uh, digging in the, the style and steel yeah, that, that yeah, Brendan yeah, used to yeah, talk yeah. about, we've seen both sides of them, and you know, let's hopefully that will that will continue um, against Bristol on on Saturday, the, the, the Lee Trundle derby. It's worth pointing out as well that you know, at the start of the season, if you'd have had any side who were relegated to make a good start to the Championship season, you'd have, you'd have probably put the mortgage on Stoke, wouldn't Stoke, you? Exactly, and you've just got to look at. How much they are struggling with all the money they've spent. You know, there's players still on very big wages there. Um, you know, okay, it's, it's still very early in the season, but you know they've had a miserable time of it. And you know, until West Brom beat QPR um, last weekend, you know they, they've not had the greatest start. Mm. So, you know, in in those terms, I mean, Swansea are punching well above their weight so far. And um, you know, look, fair play to. Graham Potter is staff and the players because um, you know I don't as you say I don't think anyone would have had them down to be undefeated after four games and have you know have eight points on the board so you know hopefully that can continue yeah. 
but you know you've just got to commend them on a on a really good start and you know fair play to them all absolutely okay we'll, we'll probably leave it there we'll be back um next week or probably after the palace game now yeah i think yeah. so yeah um where we're expecting to see quite a few changes for that game obviously but um um, we'll see how that goes okay um, just to let you know that you can get all your Swansea City news on Wales Online um, on Twitter and Facebook if you just search for Swansea City Live and we'll be back next week thanks <laughs>